0: Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion podcast that explores Christian faith and practice, but from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
1: And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. How you doing? I am doing great. It's good. It's June. It's your birthday month. All right, all right, all right. It's your birthday right. month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. 38. Yep. Yep. Well, on yep. the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you making this weird? No, I'm not. It's oh, awesome. Stop, Celebrating
0: stop. God's gift. Anyway, uh, God's to gift. us. Yes, thank you. To me, mm, to mm. the listeners. Yep. You know? Mm. How's your day been going? It's Good. your day off. so yeah, I don't really have one right now. It's kind of kind of weird with, yeah. the, with the COVID thing. There's always lots of stuff going on. So, um, but yeah, today, not a ton going on. Um, you know, been looking forward to hanging out with you. Yeah. Because I got something for you. It's your birthday,
1: but us not technically it's not, no, it's not my, birthday. but you know
0: me, I ain't going to hold on to it till the 24th. I'm of just going to give it to you now. And you should appreciate that. Get it out of the way that are we you don't really do this. Why are you over doing this? Your head. I hate because you. I love you. I, hate, I love I, I you. Love I love you too, but I'm going you a present. You want it now? You're going to get it anyways. All right. Now I was going to wrap it, but then I remembered I'm a guy.
1: It's <laughs> so a brown paper bag. No. Not even that no. plastic bag. Not even that. You really didn't have to do this.
0: I know. Well, I know. Gotta find it. Yeah.
1: Oh god. You ready? Yeah. What well, what trump sticker did you get me this time? What's that? Oh I almost bought this. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not no, I'm not even kidding. I'm not surprised because I almost it's this. brass. It's the yep. brass version yep. of the Fisher space pen. I almost bought that because I love my. I have a matte black one, yeah, of course, of course, and I love it. It's great. It's small and it always writes. Mm-hmm. That is very kind. Thank you, Joey. That You're is welcome. very nice.
1: I was trying to find.
0: I know I'm not supposed to spend that much on you. <laughs> I know it's, it's a very expensive pen. Yes, it's a yes. very yes, yes. I mean. It I, cost you more take, than a dollar. Did you take out a loan? Uh, no, Jen wouldn't let me. So I took up a collection oh, among did all of my you? friends. So, so, I, so, so all, thank you, Stephen McCoy. Yeah, so <laughs> just Steve and I. We were able to pitch our <laughs> pennies together, and no, it's it, it's not a big deal. It's just cool.
1: Thanks. That's, it is cool. I was looking for a pen that could sit fit in my pocket at all times
0: and, and I was looking mm. at these raw brass pretty yep. cool I'm it proud of myself cool. for you should one. be mm-hmm. and I am thank you let me nice. apologize right now because nothing your wife is going to get you is going to be that cool unless you tell her what to get you So, <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. no she she knows not to
0: get me anything so this month everybody should be wishing Pastor Jimmy right, a happy let's relax birthday let's relax there and, and I the have created a wish list it for it him on Amazon
1: we had our anniversary this week we
0: did? not you oh. Michelle and I oh that's right that's right you guys married 14 years now? Fourteen. I'm guessing. I no, that's was, true. You know, that's okay. true. Mm-hmm.
1: Fourteen years. All right. Yeah, celebrate that on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I told DG, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Discipleship yeah. group. Yep. And I was gonna try to go to Barrel and Rye, mm-hmm. and then everything got boarded up on Wednesday. Yeah, the threat of uh,
0: looting. Yeah, we had some looting. Lo- we had some local looting. Some not, in, local, not in Geneva lo- St. Charles. But no, no, but they all Aurora. boarded up. Yeah, and yeah. even
1: down uh, Randall there, like uh,
0: Geneva Commons was starting to get uh, like Crowded. shut down. Yeah. Yeah, you, Steve, uh, Steve McCoy, he, uh, he sent me a, a screen grab from a Facebook page in Batavia, and it said this. Uh, hey, my name is Daniel Ponce, and I am the owner of Bella Jewelry, which is located at 23 North Broadway Avenue in downtown Aurora. It was in Aurora. We were in the heart of the rioting and looting, and we came out unscathed. Why? Because of our right to bear arms. That's why. We prevented looters and riders from entering and destroying my business because when people would see us with guns standing in the windows and doors, the looters would yell, they got guns, and they kept moving. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Boom. (laughs) No, no, I'm not. Protect your store. I am not a gun guy. Yeah. I'm not that. But if I was. If if, you thought people were going to come into your warehouse. I'd borrow
1: one. Yeah. And get my license. Yeah. I would get my license
0: first. All you have to do is invite some people over there. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Mm. Anyways.
0: So we're going to talk about uh, race again, but we're going to talk about the gospel and racism in okay. particular, right? All right. Yeah, sounds good. There's been coming up a lot. People, lots of people, Christians obviously are talking about the issues obviously. of race, racism, uh, the protests, the riots, and the issue of the gospel uh, is always involved in that mix. And so... I thought we could just talk a little bit about it and um, and answer one particular question that seems to come up, or at least it's it's we're going to ask the question and seek to answer it. It's the question isn't being raised as much as a statement is oftentimes said. But before we get into that,
1: yeah, I was actually going to wonder. Uh, I want before we get into that, I'd, I'd like to ask why do we think this is coming up so often now? Right, like if you think about it, in the past year and a half, two years. The issue of, of race and you're talking about the gospel, uh, uh, critical race theory, all these things. Even this morning, we were on this thread for some reason about people, you know, Joey and the the other guy, Neil. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, why is this, why is this so prevalent now?
0: Well, I think for, for guys in our situation, the race discussion has never been paramount because of where we're at and, and and how we look. I mean, you, obviously, you know, we talk about Jimmy and um, his ethnicity being half Guatemalan, but you know, you said even in our last episode that, or one, a recent episode that, um, that for all intents and purposes, you experienced oh, the white man's yeah, yeah. experience where you grew up and when you grew up. So race hasn't necessarily been something that, that I have to deal with as a white guy, as much as say African-American uh, brothers and sisters. So I think that that is maybe why we haven't seen it so much. But as the issues of racism and and prejudice, discrimination, uh, cases of police brutality, as these things have come up more and been more put into the mainstream of discussion and as. Large groups of white people are trying to deal with, or at least beginning to think about and talk about, how do we deal with racism? What what, what do we do with the racism that is here? Uh, and then theories about, about how racism works and how we can address it are gaining traction. Some people are alarmed uh, about the move away among Christians from treating hmm. this with the Scripture uh, primarily or alone, and others are just eager to, uh, to find a solution to a problem that they recognize, and so they're willing to almost try anything that they think will work. But I don't think the heart of man has changed at all. mm no. I, I, I'm glad that we're having the discussions. I'm glad that it's up. Yeah, I'm not so happy about how many Christians are going about that conversation, yeah, it's it's been really discouraging. Yeah. And I know, yeah, you know, I say
1: that a lot. Unfortunately, I say that a lot. And I know people, come, you know, make fun
0: of me for it. But man, it is discouraging. No, listen, I, I don't even, I don't enjoy social media because, and again, it's not that nobody has anything good to say. It's just that so much of the good is drowned out by so much of the dumb, yeah, so much yeah. of the hateful, so much of the amped. Like everybody like not everybody but so many people are on full tilt and like then they start tilting everybody else and then pretty soon it's just a tilt a whirl of oh. stupidity oh. <laughs> yeah. so joe when we're talking about the issue of racism yeah what what is the nature of that then what's the nature of yeah. racism well as a, as an expert in the history of race racism, oh, and race we, theory yeah uh, uh, asterisk not an expert yeah uh yeah so we listen we're pastors uh, so we're just talking about this as best as we understand things from a biblical perspective, okay? Yeah, yeah. So So um, when I think about, you said nature, the nature of racism, I guess it comes down to, because um, pra- like the word racism isn't used in the Bible, right? And so, uh, but you know, if racism is a an, an, an oppression of a people group because of their ethnicity, I would say that that comes like the the nature of that is pride, hatred, or uh, f- favoritism, right? I, those like a bias. Are, do you mean? Yeah. yeah, it's like those are what like what underlies racism. Because there's always like you know, people say, "Well, racism is a symptom of a deeper problem." Okay, and and I think fine. there's also fear, right? I don't oh, know. If yeah. you, I
1: don't know if you said fear. I, I didn't catch. That. I heard. Pride, I, I did anger. very quietly. Oh, did you? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but I think fear as well, right? Like fear of. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I don't want to uh, generalize things, and and well, we're just fun. talking in general. I know, but like when you because sometimes you hear about like you know there's a fear of like they're gonna take my job, yeah. right? They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna destroy our country, yeah. you know? They're gonna uh, uh, corrupt our values. They're right. gonna cross the border and bring in the drugs, you know? Like it's there's, there's a lot of, there's sometimes there's a, a level of fear Are they going to hurt me. Right. Like they're going to, uh, you see how they pretend, you know, quote unquote, how they treat each other there. They're going to do the same to us here. Right. Mm-hmm. Is my family safe? Right.
0: And so and everybody, if you're listening, look, we're not saying that you are afraid and that's why you're racist. We're not saying you're racist. We're just saying that some people, uh, demonstrate racist Ideologies, uh, ideations—I don't know what to say—but they demonstrate uh, forms of racism, and it, it comes from different places, right? Like yes. it, it, might, it might be a place of fear, or fear might just be a part of it. There, there could there's a lot of reasons why people—it could be experiences, right? They they've had some really bad experiences with a particular people group, or at least with individuals from a particular people group, yeah. and now they just conclude the whole group is like that. And yeah. So, yeah. There's, it, it can, it, it, I, But I do think the nature has to do with, with pride, because it, whether it's fear or favoritism, uh, I think that's probably at the heart of it. And there's, I guess there's a sense in which you can say pride is at the heart of every sin. Mm. Um, but I do think it's a good question to ask, like, what, where does racism come from? And some people will say, well, it's taught. And okay, that certainly is true, but it's not only taught. Some people aren't taught that, and they still become racist. Right, who learned it first? If racism is only taught, then who taught mm. it first? Yeah. And uh, I guess you'd have to say the devil, right? (laughs) But um, so I think it can just rise up in the heart of man from a number of places, and I guess that's really the the idea, right? If if you're talking about the nature of it being pride and um, and and fear and things like that, kind of commingling, its origin would be the human heart. I think the um, and we could even trace that back, you know, to to the the fall, yeah, to the fall, yeah. yeah. Um, To sin. Where all sin originated in our first parents when they threw off the will, uh, the regulation, the rule of God in their own lives. Hmm. But it takes different forms, right? It's not always... It's not always
1: as overt as people think, right? It's not always uh, uh, out in public spectacle with the KKK rallies or whatever, right? Right? Right. White supremacy rallies or anything like that. Or, I mean... uh, Black Power Movement, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think some oftentimes when we have this conversation, it's always geared towards one group, right? Right. But there's still that sense of, of prejudice, mm-hmm. right, uh, uh, among other groups as well. Uh, that's still as sinful um, in, in the mix of these things. So it's not it, it's not always as a, uh, the form is not always as overt or in a public spectacle. But even sometimes, um, I mean, I've been at I'm, I've been at so I lived in British Columbia for 10 years, right? And I, I was actually sharing about this with uh, uh, the Hooses. Mm-hmm. They were uh, having dinner together. Um, and when I, when we talk about racism, we talk about um, my experience here. I experienced more racism in Canada than I than I, I ever really felt here,
0: right? <laughs> Doesn't surprise me.
1: <laughs> I, I, because of the uh, the oppression of the First Nations group and because everywhere I go, Somehow I look like a, like, that I'm part of whatever minority is there, yeah. right? So in Canada, it's First Nations, you know, Hawaii, they thought I was
0: Samoan. You're always the indigenous guy. I'm always that going, guy.
1: Yeah. I go to Europe, they think I'm Middle East. Like, it, it's, it's so, but, you know, I'm there and I, I, I could I could feel it. And it wasn't like, it wasn't as overt, right? Like public, like, hey, you kind of a thing. Yeah. But it was like the way that people would look at you, talk to you, follow you around in the store. Yep. Um, and And even like almost talk down like you're, well, you, I know you don't get this because you weren't taught properly, but this is, this is how a family unit works. And I, and even, even among people that were family right there, uh, whether the church family or Michelle's family, there were some pretty horrific things said, insulting things, and they don't realize it. Like they don't know, they don't get like, Oh, what I just said was extremely ignorant. Mm -hmm. You know, they just thought, well, no, this is, we have three, you know, First Nation groups around us. This is just how we interact. And I'm like, yeah, you realize that's wrong, right? Like, and so
0: so sometimes it's not as overt. Right. It, it takes different forms. And obviously sometimes, you know, somebody isn't a racist. They're just ignorant. They yeah. don't know. And they say something insensitive. That doesn't necessarily make them racist, but they could have said a racist thing. Correct. Um, or even believe certain things yeah. that they don't realize Is incorrect. Yeah. And sometimes racism is something you're very aware of. Like I, I, those people over there, um, I don't like them because those people are, you know, whatever, whatever the theory is less than in some way, less than, but other times it's, you would never articulate it. Some, some people that are racist don't articulate it at all. Um, but it comes out in how they act, how Mm. they treat people in that group. Um, and so it, I, this is why it, it's hard to begin to, to talk about it because racism takes so many forms. And, uh, and sometimes what looks like racism isn't racism. Sometimes what doesn't look like racism is fueled by racism. Yeah, it, yeah, you just, you yeah. just don't know, you know, um, yeah, everybody wanted to know, and you brought this up. Everybody was suggesting, uh, not everybody, many people were suggesting that uh, the cop that kneeled on George Floyd's neck, uh, you know, it's because he was a racist. Well, I, I don't know whether that's true or not. Um, I want to deal with the crime that was committed. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see him punished appropriately. Um, and sure, that may factor. That may have factored into his treatment, if in fact he was racist. Racist, but it doesn't change that particular issue. But the reason that people want to know and deal with it is because racism um, not only comes from something else, but it gives birth to other problems. So I totally get that, and that's that's why in all of this discussion about What do we do about it? Why are we talking so much Mm -hmm. about it? That's why this one particular issue I see coming up quite a bit, um, people making this general statement that stop worrying about systems and stop worrying about what we can do to end racism in the country uh, through our own efforts. Rather, we just need to preach the gospel, and if we preach the gospel – that's how, that's, that's ultimately how we end it. And in other words, uh, there seems to be a, uh, a, a, a pretty big voice saying that the solution to racism is the gospel. Hmm. And it's, you know, lots of people are tweeting it out, um, in different ways.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, here's one example, right? One example is, uh, pastor Tom Ascoli.
0: Tom Ascoli. Uh, Tom
1: Askell. Ascoli. 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 If he it was Italian. If he it was right. Italian, yeah. that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, down in Florida and, um, uh, founders Ministry. Yeah, Reformed Baptist Guy. Reformed Baptist Guy. And so he wrote, um, behind the death of George Floyd, lawlessness is lawlessness. Behind the George Floyd riots is lawlessness. The answer to lawlessness is the gospel. And then he links their, their latest podcast. Uh, did you listen to that? No, I did not. No,
0: I did me neither. Okay.
1: I I got time to listen to that. So he, here's, here's one example of it. Now, you go onto that thread. I will say this. I have... I really don't have a problem with that tweet. The no, tweet's fine. I, I, I agree with the tweet, right? Um, people jumped on there. And I think because of his, like because of history and because of maybe some people have these preconceived notions about Tom, uh, I think they assumed like the worst of Tom in that tweet. Right. And which is unfair because totally unfair. that's not who Tom is. Uh, and nothing he said in that tweet is I have a problem. I, I just you, don't. You can follow it up with a
0: question. That's fine. That's fine. But you, you don't, don't, you don't, you don't jump to a conclusion based on one tweet. Yeah. That's, that's, that's totally not fair, but you see his argument, right? His argument. Yeah. Okay. So we, we agree. Uh, sin is law. So he's saying like the problem here is sin. First law, yep. law, you know, John sin is lawlessness. So the answer to sin is the gospel. And so that's what we need to be focused on. And I want to say up front, we totally agree with that. The church yep. Christians, our mission and our focus is the preaching of the gospel. So we, we totally agree with that. But we want to actually ask and and interact with this question: Is the gospel the answer to racism? Because I think it's it's more nuanced than most people are suggesting. So, in what ways, Joe,
1: is the gospel uh, the answer to racism?
0: And, uh, well, I guess because you and, said it's nuanced, so that means yeah. it's either yes, it's, it's yes and, yes and no. no. I think it's yes and no. Okay. Um, the gospel, fundamentally, oh, hey. It, and when we get to the nose, don't start saying, oh, they said the gospel is not the answer to racism. We're saying it is, yep. but we're saying in some ways it, it, it is not. So let, let us explain. Uh, I think the gospel is the answer to racism in that the gospel itself teaches us uh, the truth about God and mm. humanity, the truth about sin, and the truth about salvation. So like when yeah. we understand like, that God is holy, just, and good, and humanity is made in God's image but broken and sinful um, all of that should begin to to eradicate our preconceived ideas about people and judging them. So if, if God is holy and we're made in his image, all of humanity is made in his image and all of humanity therefore has worth and value and mm. dignity. Uh, it is, And every person is the creature of God and ultimately belongs to God. To treat them unjustly, which is uh, what racism is doing, right? It's a form yeah, of injustice. Yeah. Then to do that is wrong and sin. So the gospel and scripture teaches us these basic truths that should inform and change the way that we think about humanity. Uh, the fact that we're all sinners, equally sinners, right? Like that uh, we might, one person might commit different or more egregious sins than another person, but we're all condemned by God's wrath. We're all doomed for hell unless we experience salvation. And so this is this is another aspect of it, right? So, um, we are all united in the Imago Dei. Um, and God has this general benevolent love for all sinners, all of us. Um, but then there in, in salvation, God is very explicit, like in Revelation 5, 9, I believe, where we, we see that, that Christ, through his atoning sacrifice, has purchased a people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. He, he, his work of, of creation is... encapsulates all of humanity and his work of redemption encapsulates all of humanity in Mm -hmm. that way. That every kind of person is saved, loved, redeemed, and reconciled. So yeah, I think there's just one way, because in what the gospel teaches, it is the answer to racism.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and it also is in in that it changes the human heart. Yes. And that's probably what their big focus is. I think, right? I think so. I I absolutely. Because as, uh, as you're confronted with the gospel and, and you're confronted with your need of grace, you're confronted Mm -hmm. with the depths of your depravity and the depths of your sin uh, and your need of a savior and your need of, to repent, mm-hmm. your need to repent of of uh, uh, of your your thoughts and your actions and your heart and your attitude and um, and, and in the ways that you've sinned against uh, God and sinned against others, and so it, it changes. And so even then, as as one is confronted with the gospel, they're continually being confronted uh, with the gospel and confronted with the depths of their uh, uh, the sin that keeps welling up within their heart.
0: And then the changes, what the renewal. The renewal, yeah. Uh, The regeneration of the Holy Spirit, sanctification, so that people who used to be filled with hate and spite and rage are now filled with the fruit of the Spirit. And so, yeah, I mean, if you want to see a a racist transformed, there is nothing bigger or more dramatic and more lasting than the grace of God through the ministry of the Holy Spirit and His Word in, in regenerating, saving Changing people, hmm. so th- yeah, the gospel. Yes, the gospel is the answer to racism in in these ways, and, and there's there's probably other ways as well. But at the same time, it's more nuanced than it's it's it, it, okay. So we can say that and we can do that. But I'll tell you right now, if we're if we're only if we're just preaching the gospel, um, right? Ra- as long as we're preaching the gospel here on this earth, there will be racism, and because. Uh, not everyone's going to get saved, but even if everyone did get saved, if everyone got saved in a city, does that mean that racism would cease to exist? I'm going to say no. the, The gospel is not the answer to racism in that the gospel or salvation, the work of God, does not eradicate all sin in the human heart. Racism is evil. It's a form of pride, and pride can still exist in the human heart even after we are regenerated and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I mean, is it possible to be a born again Christian filled with indwelt by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and uh, lose your temper and punch somebody in the face? <laughs> of course it is. It is. It is. It is it possible to be reconciled to God and to commit the act of murder? Of course it is. We in even in Christ, sin is not, eradicate it. It doesn't have mastery over us, but we do oftentimes submit to its claim for authority and dominion in our lives, and we do what is wrong. And so, Christians, too, will struggle with race, racism, pride, arrogance, evil behavior, perverse speech. Like, these things will continue to be things that we struggle with. So, and, and with by the power of God and the means of grace we can be changed but there is simply no guarantee that a particular form of sin is going to be eradicated in the life of a Christian so I mean if it,
1: um and as, as you're talking about it should lead us away from sin but yeah. it doesn't lead anyone any of us into perfection that's the point yeah. that's the point but, but then not but then as if I'm contradicting you um, do not contradict <laughs> me. but I get so I guess I, I I hear this and I think isn't this more of a than gospel because, I mean, that's why we need to continually be preaching the gospel to ourselves, right?
0: Yeah. So yes. Um But I mean, you wrote a book about it. Yeah, A booklet. <laughs> a booklet um, yeah, about that. But even as we do that, there is no perfection. There is no arriving. Um, so yes, I. It again. We are. So ultimately, yes. But ultimately, 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 yes. Eternally, yes. Yeah. It is. It. I think it's the. I think it's the best answer. To racism, specifically as we're dealing with individuals, for sure. But it it doesn't. The gospel doesn't provide detailed instructions for dealing with systems and organizations. I mean, there there are things to be done, right? There are things that we need to do, and so a lot of us want to say, "Okay, I'm going to preach the gospel, and that's going to be my approach to dealing with racism." And I think that that's great, but. When other people start to say, well, here are some things that we can do in our culture that will help to move this needle, right, to, to to lead people away from racism or to recognize racism. And yes, we can preach the law, we can preach the gospel, and that's our primary job as, as Christians or as, as ministers, but there are complex um systems in, in place. And I'm not arguing that we have systemic racism, whether we do or don't is another conversation, but racism exists in every sphere of life. And so how do we then begin to address it and deal with it as a culture, as a community, as the church, we're, we're going to focus on one particular way, mm-hmm. but hopefully not be against other helpful ways of interacting with this problem, with this issue, or speaking up about injustice in general. I mean, let's look at it this way. Uh, you've known racist people. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about non-Christians. Have you known non-Christians who hate racism? Yes. A, a lot, right? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. If, if the gospel is, is the gospel the only answer to racism? Because that's sort of how it's presented at times. And it's like, well, okay, but, you, but we know people who were racist and who are no longer racist who've never believed in Christ, so because we're dealing with general revelation, we're dealing with, with arguments from, from reason and, 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 and nature. So we can, we can see that there are people who aren't racist who aren't Christian. I think it's fair to say the gospel is the, is the best answer for a racist heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that. Yes. But there are other people that, that come to the same place. And in a legitimate way, without ever embracing the gospel. So, is the gospel the only answer to racism? I I don't think so. I think people can get there without the gospel. They can get there without recognizing all of those truths that are essential to salvation, that are essential to having a full understanding of who we are and and for God's purpose in our lives. But there are lots of people that reject racism that 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 also reject Jesus. That's why that's why I think like, well, let's let's like, pull back a little bit to understand in what way does the gospel address and answer racism? Uh, and in what ways does it not? Because there are some ways in which it, it, it may not. It's not going to deal with, um, in, in any detailed practical way, how to deal with racism in, uh, in a society or a culture. Um, like how do, we, how do we bring about this change? You mm-hmm. can say preach the gospel. That's, that's not really a, a tangible thing that you can do in a society that isn't governed by the church. Now, um, well, let's talk about the gospel a little bit. I was going to
1: say, well, I mean, hearing that, then I asked the question, like, well, then what's the point? Like, why preach the gospel then?
0: Dallas. Because it kind of feel, it kind of sounds like defeatist. Yeah, like, eh, it's no point. It's the point, you know. Yeah, no, I think we, it, I, I, if, I'm anything but a defeatist when it comes to preaching the gospel because I believe God is sovereign. He will convert the elect. Um, I think we should preach the gospel indiscriminately mm-hmm. and love our neighbors indiscriminately. Uh, we should do all of that. Um, but we don't preach the gospel because it's effective in ending racism. That's not why we do it. Even if I thought it was effective in ending all racism, and I just had to see people converted, um, then that would be the end of it. I preach the gospel because God is worth preaching. Yeah, The gospel is worth proclaiming. His glory is our calling, right, to, 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 to make manifest, right? We're, we preach the gospel because we're commanded to do so. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a calling. We, we do it and we do it because we know that that is the means by which God saves sinners where hearts are changed. And so, yes, the gospel is an answer to racism. And, but it's, it's, it, but that's because, and I think Tom would agree with this. That's because it's an answer to a deeper problem. Yeah. The deeper problem of of sin is, is underneath and, and feeding into racism. But, Preaching the gospel alone does not necessarily give a a culture or a group of people the tools that they need to figure out how to untangle a lot of the injustices that we do see in a society. And what about, like, there there should also be an aspect when we preach the gospel that we should do it because we love our neighbors, right? right? (laughs) We want to see people reconciled to God, right? You, you,
1: you, You should care about your, your, your people that
0: live yeah. next to you.
1: Yeah. You should want to see your neighbors, even if they're not cutting their lawn on time, even if yeah. they're not pulling out the weeds, mm-hmm. even if they're up late and, you know, rocking out early and they annoy you. You still got you still got to present that gospel. Or they come over and they drink all your bourbon, smoke your cigars, eat the steak. Thanks, Jimmy. And then they leave. And yeah, well, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm just saying hypothetically. Oh yeah, yeah hypothetically yeah, speaking. Yeah, thanks, host. Yeah, right, thanks, yeah. host.
0: Yeah. Or like or like yeah they 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 have a big piece of property like a like a mile behind your property, but they every night when you're trying to chill on the back porch and smoke a cigar mm-hmm. and uh, and they're blaring country music. They're blaring yeah. so loud that you have to listen to country music, and the only person in our house that likes country music is my yeah. wife. Hypothetically speaking, I mean, uh, the could be somebody's house. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you gotta love them too. You gotta, you gotta love them too. You know, why I want them to hear the gospel, so they stop playing that wicked country music. <laughs> so they
1: could start playing some Stephen Curtis Chapman.
0: This is the great adventure. <laughs>
1: Is that one of his songs? That's one of his songs. Okay. Yeah. Cool. When I Got
0: Saved in 1990, mm. that album came out right around then. Gotcha. All, big right. Hit. all right, all no, right. This no. is the great adventure. This whole thing. Steve Chris Chapman.
1: I like how, yeah, I wish I had video. It's
0: got that Karen haircut.
1: Because right, <laughs> right there, Joe's like moving his shoulders. He's just like. Dancing a jig, yeah. like the leprechaun yep. that I
0: am. Mm. Mm. Okay, so, um, so why, why do we. Should Christians fight against racism? Yes, Ooh,
1: yes. You didn't even hesitate. Not even not not even a little bit. You know why? Because God hates it.
0: Yes. Well, hates a strong word, Jimmy. Mean, <laughs> I'm gonna go with How it. to speak he, for God here. Yeah, okay, okay, I will. Okay, hate Sid. Okay. Oh, oh! I yeah, see. Yeah, what you're yeah. saying. he does. Hang, does hate, hate sin. sin. Racism, racism is sin. Racism is sin. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, got yeah. me there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Got lot of, lots he, of commands about not showing favoritism to people. And, yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Unfair in you know injustice. Like God, God hates that, right? Yeah, He wants us to seek mercy and justice for. Uh, uh for people right mm-hmm. uh and it's because we are commanded like you said we're commanded to do so we're commanded to fight mm-hmm. against uh racism and ultimately it's how we love our neighbors whether yeah. they're directly next to us
0: or across the state or across the country or across the world hmm. and, and so like fighting racism and, and evangelism are not necessarily the same thing but they oftentimes do sort of connect together Right? Because when you're preaching the gospel, if you if you love your neighbor and you're preaching the gospel and you're preaching to every different kind of person, you are in that sense fighting racism, but that's not that's indirectly fighting racism uh, but we can we directly do so. I, I agree with what you're saying, Jimmy, not only because God hates it and we should have his heart, but also because he tells us not to in the ninth commandment to not to not bear false witness against your neighbor. Mm-hmm. racism is bearing false witness. Racism is saying something about a people that isn't true, and so we've got to be able to stand up and advocate for, um, to step in and rescue people who are perishing or oppressed. I mean, all of these are biblical commands. I think that's that's a good way. I, I like the outline there. I think that's good. All right, so maybe just let's talk about how we find it because there's there's a lot of ideas out there, um, and a lot of strategies and. There's theories. So let's keep it real simple for us, right? We're simple guys. We like to keep it simple, keep it clean. Um, How do we fight against racism? Just like, well, well, I mean, like you just said there, right? Uh, We don't want to bear false
1: witness. So we speak the truth. Like when we speak up with when things are going on, yeah. especially when it counts, right? Even when it's hard, even when it's mm-hmm. difficult, even when uh, individuals might come at us right for or, or people might look at us differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so like we that. speak up the truth, not just among like-minded friends. So oh, it's easy to, to say, I hate racism, mm-hmm. but like, but when friends or strangers
0: are speaking or doing evil, that's when we should be speaking up that's and standing often. firm. Yep. I think, uh, you know, we, we, we see that in different circles, right? Maybe it's when you're, you're at the... You ever, you ever watch that? John Quinones? What Would You Do? You ever see that show? What Would You Do? John I, Quinonez or something? I don't, I don't think I remember it, no. Okay. Well, it's not old. I mean, it's it's on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. John Quinonez or whatever. So what he does, is they set up these, these hidden cameras in like a restaurant. Oh, yes, gym, I have seen that. Yeah, And then yep, yep. there'll be like a black waitress and like some like white guy as, as at the table and he's... He's acting all racist and and demeaning, talking demeaning to her, to see what other people will do, right? And so in that case, like I think a lot of us would be afraid to say something or uncomfortable. We're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe that guy might punch me. Some of us would be like, no problem. I'm stepping up. I'm stepping in. I'm going to talk to that guy. Uh, No problem. Um, But that's a stranger. What do you do when it's like your mom? or your brother mm. or somebody that you're really close to How, it for some people that becomes much more difficult to step into and talk. And you want to fight racism then you got to be willing to address it clearly, uh, directly, boldly when it pops up. I think that's, that's really good. I think also we should be examining ourselves, mm. right? If don't be so fa- I'm not right. Don't be so defensive about not being racist. Okay. Because it's, 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 it's a little bit more difficult to pin down than say adultery, right? You can yeah, say like, yeah. I'm not an adulterer. I've never done that. Okay. That that's great. But have you, have you ever lusted for a woman in your heart? Well, okay. Well, that might get, well, that sometimes that takes different forms. I mean, I haven't looked at anything like explicit. Okay. That's good. But have you ever lusted for a woman in your heart? So you might not be racist. Uh, it's, it, it, it's very possible. I don't think all white people are racist. I, but I do think that sometimes our racist notions aren't so easily identifiable. I don't think our sins are always so easy to untangle. I mean, the Puritans would write at length about how to untangle the various sins in your life to, to not just look at the fruit sins, but where the root sins are yeah, coming yeah. from. Um, and so you've got to examine yourself. We're supposed to examine our calling, our, our salvation, our election. And so we shouldn't be afraid to examine, like, do, is, there, is there prejudice in my life? you know do i favor some people over others do i act unjustly towards people or unkindly this is normal christian this is our mo we're supposed to examine ourselves and see if there's any hurtful way and then repent wherever we can we should examine our churches yes. we should examine our communities yes. it's it's fair to ask questions denominations i mean i know like a lot of us have denominations that that when they were birthed they were birthed out of you know a racism, slavery, slaveholding. Like there was a lot of those things that were going on at the time that were a part of the, the, the mentality, the, the theology even of our founders. And so you gotta be willing to look at that stuff, be honest about it. And, uh, sure. Yes. Apologize for that. If, if, if there's a sense in which we can apologize, but certainly own it and hate it and speak against it. Yeah. I don't feel like I need to repent personally for the ideology of the founders. <gasps> Whoa! Whoa! <Yeah>. Oh! <laughs> you did it. Okay, I'm not gonna repent. Oh! Ho, ho, ho. For uh, James mm. Pettigrew Boyce's uh,
1: yeah, boys!
0: racism, but um, uh, but I can uh, decry it. I can speak out against it. Say that uh, that I am sorry that the that the founding of our uh, denomination or convention came out of that context. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta be willing to examine yourself and mm. your church mm-hmm. and your I don't think that that's so so controversial no. either.
1: And then I mean I think we should be doing justice. Right? doing justice in our lives within yeah. uh, within our community standing right. up against injustice uh, uh, I mean we should be fighting for others
0: you know I had a a, a woman in our in our small group and I uh, her husband was uh, gonna take their oldest or maybe she was I don't remember you remember, but they were gonna take their 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 oldest son to the pro- one of the protests one of the local protests mm. um, which of course you know you, you may be like well uh, isn't that violent? And we like, well, no, not necessarily. The, the, the protests themselves aren't violent. The, the rioting, the looting by the, by the wicked um, is violent. And there are many uh, protests that have not been violent or characterized by looting. Uh, and that was the case here. But they were talking about maybe we'll take our kid there. And so, yeah, doing justice uh, looks differently. It not only means acting just in all of your interactions, but but speaking out against injustice when it is obvious. It means standing up for people yeah, yeah. who are treated unfairly. And so a, a, a protest can be a good thing to do. It's not a bad thing. Pro- listen, a protest is uh, is a part of a, of America. You know, like so we're for protesting. We've got the right to protest and we should protest when things are not being dealt with or um, and not, not being admitted or confessed or addressed. But I think that if we're fighting against racism, it means that we recognize it to be a current problem. I don't think we need to try to find racism behind every injustice, but I do think we need to be honest that racism is alive and well in this country, in our, in our communities, And whether it's a softer version of it or a more explicit, hard version of it. um, it, And it doesn't, you know, whether or not a person is is racist doesn't determine whether or not they need the kindness of the gospel. Racist and non-racist alike... All are sinners, all Mm -hmm. need Christ. And so while we're standing up for those who are oppressed and standing against those who would oppress them, we need to keep in mind, you know, back to, I think, the emphasis that many of these guys are making. We need our message fundamentally to be the gospel. That's our message. That is the mission, making disciples and preaching Christ. But that doesn't mean it's the only thing that we say. There are many other things that we say the gospel mm-hmm. the gospel isn't everything it is the main thing the most important thing but there are other things that we have to talk about and that we have to do in life as christians well we'd love to
1: hear your thoughts you can follow us online on instagram and twitter at doc and or on facebook slash doctrine and devotion you can head to the website There you can contact us you can sign up for the email blast hit up the store JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later.
0: Happy birthday Stop to it. you. Stop yeah. it. Stop.
1: Bye.